Hey, hey, folks, welcome to the latest Dojo Talks, uh, our weekly podcast that we record live and then and then put up. Um, and today we're going to be discussing all the kind of latest developments of the, the cheating saga uh, with Magnus first dropping out of the Sinkfield Cup and then resigning his game against Neiman, now releasing a statement um, specifically calling out Neiman and, and Magnus believing that he has uh, cheated before. Um, and also some other developments like with, with chess.com um, and uh, yeah, some like the cheating analysis that's that's been going on. Um, okay, so first I feel like we should kind of discuss the Magnus statement. I, I want to ask you guys, um, did this change anything for you in terms of like your view of the situation like Magnus making what seems to be just kind of an allegation out of nowhere immediately like harming Hans's career for uh, for quite a bit um, and now like kind of releasing a statement like justifying his action so was this like enough for you guys um you know I mean the statement is fine reading the statement i didn't understand why we had to wait two weeks for it or you know approximately um three weeks even um it seems like something that he could have released in in a day or two i don't know um uh but um, there's there's two separate elements of of reasoning in this, right? Uh, it's interesting to say that he's saying that he doesn't want to play against somebody he suspects of cheating, but also that if somebody's cheated repeatedly in the past, that on its own could be a reason for him to personally choose not to play with that person, right? So whether or not that person has been banned for whatever they've done, that Magnus could personally choose never to play against somebody that he knows has cheated um and uh i don't know it, it reminds me of like when kramnik and toplov were mad at each other and and you know they didn't they didn't want to shake hands or something like that right and you won and then there was bad blood with uh with cheparinov as as well for being on the team and you wonder if people choose not to play with other people what that would what that would look like Yeah. Um, for me, the, well, first of all, my first intuitive reaction to it, especially after the Hans Niemann interview, was like most people. Namely, it was all anti-Magnus. It was like, oh no, Magnus has become neurodivergent, completely like Fisher, he's lost it. But then two things have happened that have changed, at least modified my opinion that I'm sure you guys have thoughts on. And those are the developments that are really interesting, not just for the controversy, but like what they say about the state of um, chess and uh, chess cheating. And, and those were this, let's call it an amateur analysis by Yosha Iglesias using the let's check feature of the chess space. Now we're going to get into it, but like it's controversial about how accurate it is, but it was like an interesting first take on what cheating analysis might look like. I really had no idea. Like, Ugh. cause no one had shown me behind the scenes of like what it might look like. What would you actually do? Because all the stuff that people are talking about, like chesscom algorithm, which is definitely more intense than what's shown in those videos by Yosha. 
that I can got a glimpse of like, oh, this is what it would look like. And then it, by the way, then that, that just that first amateur analysis looked really bad for Hans. It looked really bad. Um, and then the next thing was the Gluge revelations. So Gluge, kind of a guy who's a little bit older than me. It's always been, it's kind of, honestly, there's been shady stuff around the guy for ages. Um, but anyways, he had been caught cheating several times. People knew about it, but only because he confessed himself to it. No, he confessed. He said, he said something like, Chess.com, you guys blocked me for cheating. What? Uh, like live. Yeah. And then we had this really interesting uh, exchange that chess.com released it's still i'm still processing there's such a massive release and i'm sure we're going to get into that too but that also changed how i view the situation in particular it showed a degree of professionalism on chess.com's part that i was like oh we're dealing with a serious animal a much more serious animal than i actually had given it credit for um so anyways those two things have changed how i see the situation and then also then, maybe a third thing, I'll add a third thing that's changed for me, is that uh, I think what people are saying is like, oh, it seems like he's being a bad sport. But then I remembered the, the couple times that I felt like someone might be cheating against me. It wasn't even like that I knew he was cheating, but just that gnawing feeling of like, Gah. you know, oh, this doesn't feel right. In my case, it was a guy who was like, getting up when it was his turn and just destroyed me mentally and that kind of mental destruction along with the um reasonable fear that maybe you're dealing with a cheater or it's, you're 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 dealing with somebody who has cheated in the past will drive you to a distraction and that's so it became that part of magnus's decision also made it more uh compelling to me you know i got behind right where at least he was coming from. like you could finally sort of imagine and feel like sitting in his chair and thinking that someone might be cheating against you and like what what would you do once you're worrying about that right right yeah cool um Kostya how did you like Magnus's statement what did you think of it yeah yeah um so there was a couple of things I guess the first thing is I'm I'm glad that he did come out and and basically, you know, in my view, state or imply that like he does think Hans cheated during the actual game at uh, the Sinkfield Cup. Because mm -hmm. without that kind of info, to me, like all of Magnus's actions have been like really just like damaging, right? Without a clear, clear reason uh, why. And uh, obviously, there's a lot of people speculating, but. What I didn't like was that like Magnus like withdraws and then all of a sudden there's now this like witch hunt into Hans's history, like checking every single one of his tournaments, every single one of his games, looking for any games that like match up with the engine. And uh, because of like this heavy bias going in, I think a lot of people like as soon as they see one game where some of his moves match up with the engine, they're like, oh, that's it. He like must have been cheating. But it's all this is like kind of flying from this like one um implicit uh accusation that magnus is uh is making and then to me it was always very strange that it's like okay he withdraws from the sinkfield cup in the middle of the tournament he's already played hans but he withdraws in the middle of the tournament which yeah you would only do if like you're protesting something like at that event like cheating at that tournament or some kind of foul play so it never made sense to me that like he withdraws from the sinkfield cup 
and now we're trying to justify it based on Hans's events two years ago, after Magnus loses what is like presumably uh, not a, a game where Hans cheated, right? So Hans cheats, and like apparently the story was that like Hans has cheated in the past, but then doesn't cheat at the Sinkfield Cup. No one is like coming out and and accusing him of that, or suggesting like how he could have done it. Um, and then he like beats Magnus. So I'm glad Magnus actually said like, oh, his behavior during the game made me feel suspicious. So he actually thinks Hans cheated during that game, which is not like totally outside the realm of possibility. And so like that to me does more justify his actions. I think that's a question like we had, like what would we do if we were in the same situation? Uh, you know, let's imagine we're the world champion. We're a top player. Exactly. We have one of the best chess intuitions in the world. Like, we know what top-level chess is like. And then we have, like, the suspicion, like, we just lost this game. It wasn't a well-played game. I think we know that. I think, like, our colleagues know that, right? Um, but uh, we also know that when you're playing against someone who you think is using assistance, it's impossible to play normally. In I fact, that it... could explain why Magnus seemed to play a, a worse game than normal. No, 100%. I think, and everyone has that feeling online. <laughs> it's like when you're playing against someone who you think is cheating... Like, maybe it's possible to play well, but it's impossible to play your normal chess. And usually that means you you play worse, at least in, in my experience, right? So that's totally normal that, like, Magnus thinks he's playing against someone who's cheating and then plays worse than usual. And Hans, who I think has been working on his chess, regardless of whether he's cheated before, now is a strong player, right? And is capable, I think, of beating Magnus on, on equal terms, right? If Magnus has a bad game. Um, so... Of course, the statement wasn't enough because he doesn't actually provide any real evidence that Hans cheated, right? So that's obviously like still you know, like maybe one of the biggest questions of this whole thing is like how exactly did it happen? Um, I think a good place to jump to would be to maybe talk about this like statistical analysis. I mean, I think the the video from Yosha, it, to me, it seemed like a lot of people were disagreeing with the math. I don't know the math well enough to understand which parts exactly um, were strange. But but one thing that um, did look bad for, for Hans, of course, is that you know lots of people were doing this like let's check engine correlation thing, looking at his games and then getting 100% uh, on, on his games. But no one seems to understand how that thing actually works. Um, and uh, so, for instance, one theory that someone like threw out there is that everyone is checking Hans's games with all kinds of different engines, and as long as his moves match up at some point to one of the engines that has checked his games, which at this point is like hundreds and hundreds of people, then that's why he's getting like a 100% engine correlation score, because his moves are matching up with something. I mean, that's the correlation the... should be matching with one specific engine. That's the only way that the stat would make any sense. No, it checks it against multiple engines. Yeah, I agree with you. But that's the whole like let's check thing. Is that like anyone can contribute their engine, and then they check like has anyone's and like what are the top engines that have looked at this position? Like what did they say? But that's the problem with this analysis. Look, like we don't actually know how. So it could make sense how Hans could have multiple games that are hundred percent if now those games are being checked against like ten different computers, and his move just well, has to. Yeah, match. I mean. No, 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 like like an actual cheat detection should be something like you're checking either the top one or the top three or the top five, right? For an engine. The against... top moves, you mean? Yeah. 
So you're taking like the move that you've played and comparing it against the top one, top three, or top five move of an engine. But it has to be one engine (laughs) running at a certain like level and depth because if you take 50 engines and run one of them for one second, one of them for 10 seconds, one to depth 20 and one to depth 18 and one to depth 25, and you get all this variety of engines, then then you've got 20 different moves that those engines are going to have suggested in their top, you know, if you get 10 engines and their top three, you'll cover like 20 moves. And then you're comparing somebody's moves to any one of those 20 suggestions is just like, did he play a plausible candidate move ever? And the answer would be, you know, a hundred percent for almost any master or, you know, 95 to a hundred. Okay. But Dave, let me, let me put it this way. I think first thing to note is that you had uh, Smurd, David Smurden, who came on a perpetual podcast and who's like a stats guy plus a GM. And he's commented on this. And it's I think it's really important to just point out that like the algorithms that the professionals are using are much more advanced than what Yosha had. Now, by the way, this Yosha thing is really interesting because an anonymous dude sent her the uh, a Google sheet with all of this analysis. And so one of the things it did though, even if we want to say it's amateurish, it democratized it all of a sudden. Because then the algorithms before, they were just like, oh, it's hidden behind some screen. No one knows, right? So this is like a first attempt. So for me, I'm not that interested in debating this whole let's check thing because as as Smyrta noted, it's like you don't, uh, chess space itself doesn't disclose how its algorithm works. So it can never be a definitive uh, answer to the cheating thing. It just sh- allows amateurs to be like, okay, this is <laughs> this is really suspicious, and it, at the very least, it does point to suspicion. Well, no, but I, you there, I think there it doesn't even do that. Sorry, no, I just want to clarify. Like, yeah, Chessbase yeah. itself says that it's not meant to be used as any kind of cheating detection, which they might just be saying just to be safe because they don't want people using it and making these like um, allegations all over the place. But I think it is an important point that like statistics can be manipulated and especially stuff like this it's like very easy i think to um to to find guilt just by looking at random numbers where okay but in fact there's nothing there oh there's definitely a there's definitely like enough numbers there that it's very suspicious and i'm not trying to what i'm trying to say is it shouldn't be used to be like oh this is some definitive thing what it should be used for is for the chess community to call on people like Smurden, people like chess.com and be like, okay, show us what a professional analysis would look like, because this looks really bad. And we want some answers about what a professional analysis actually would look like and what the algorithm is. Because it's definitely suspicious enough that it's like, oh boy, we got to talk about this. I mean, that that's fair. I mean, so far, the only official word we had was from uh, Ken Reagan, but you're saying, and he said that he, he hasn't seen any cheating, but you're saying like you want to actually see the analysis that they're doing it. I agree with you there. It'd be nice for someone to, <laughs> to like come out because, and explain it. Because the, um, you know, the games themselves and some of the moves, then you you look at what the engine correlated games were and you look at some of those moves and, and me as a GM, I'm like, oh, buddy, that does not look like a human move, my friend. That does not look good. And further, also very suspicious, is there look to be series of events where he's playing much more engine correlated moves and other events. Now, this is also where it gets really weird. 
when Magnus uh, claimed cheating in St. Louis, I was like, I was very unbelieving because I've been, me and Costa spent time in St. Louis. It's, uh, if you're going to cheat in any place, that would be the hardest place ever to cheat. But then you look in that list of tournaments where he had very high engine correlation. Well, one of them was the U.S. Junior 2021 played in St. Louis under the same conditions. So, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, maybe it is possible. <laughs> maybe it is possible. And then I guess we're dealing with an earpiece and some Bluetooth phone somewhere close. I don't know. Obviously, uh, you would have to have somebody in cahoots with you. So. Um, that blew it kind of wide open for me. And one of the things I can imagine is uh, my understanding, right? First of all, is Chesscom and Magnus did not arrived at their decisions um, independently of another. But I can imagine still that Magnus had access or somebody told him about a, an analysis of some professional, maybe from Chess24 or whatever, of somebody doing something similar with Hans's games. And you know, once you know that, then it's like, if you know something about, let's say that U.S. Junior 2021, you're going to be like, oh, I don't know. I guess it is possible for him to cheat here in St. Louis. Um, so, you know, that blew it wide open for me. And it starts getting weird because let me just point out for people listening, you go to St. Louis and you get wanded down. I played the U.S. Championship there that you get wanded down and people are kind of looking at you, you know. There, you could walk to the bathroom or stuff, but there's no way you're going to like tape your phone under the, under, under the toilet or something, you know? So you would have to have something really sci-fi, like a um, earpiece or something. But an earpiece is not really sci-fi, right? That's like today's technology. I guess, you know, it would have to be buried deep in your ear. Uh, and it would have to be something small enough to not get picked up by a metal detector. Yeah, it's a little sci-fi. Okay. Um, yeah, I should also add to that, um, after Magnus dropped out, you know, they added these like RFID scanners, which as far as I understand, um, like they'll track any kind of signal that's like in the area. So if there was something like in someone's ear, mm -hmm. presumably they should have picked that up if it was like anywhere on someone's person, as far as, uh, as, as I understand. Um, so I mean, I, I sympathize with you, Jesse. I feel like, you know, uh, I, I obviously have a great deal of respect for Magnus, and I feel like he wouldn't do this unless he felt, like, really, really strongly. To me, it still kind of bothers me that effectively, like, Hans's career has been uh, not, like, ruined, but it's it's absolutely, you know, on the, on the chopping block. Yeah, and I think I that's like... good to say that it's like some people say it's been ruined. Other people say no, but I think it's good for you to say it's sort of in question, right? Like it's uh, it yeah. might be ruined. Yeah, yeah. Well, like at, at this moment, it's like if I'm an organizer, it's like very, very hard to invite Hans somewhere without any clarity on, on the situation. Um, yeah. But if he if he turns out to be kind of cleared, then relatively cleared. Um, for me, that would mean like he's cheated online, but he hasn't cheated uh, OTB. Um, then, yeah, I think, I mean, I think he'll happily be, you know, uh, invited to events and, and people will want to see him play. Um, but yeah, right now it's very much up in the air. And it started with this like just finger pointing by Magnus. That's what I don't like about this. It's like with Rousis, it was like, 
he was playing really well for a period of several years or a couple of years. Yeah. And even then, like, I mean, on Twitter, I saw like some people that were like a little suspicious of him, but it wasn't like players were like withdrawing, like refusing to play against him or anything like that. Not like what we saw with Ivanov, where players were actively uh, like dropping out of tournaments not to play him, forfeiting their game against him because everyone was so convinced that uh, Ivanov was cheating. And so both of those cases, it was like the numbers were there well in advance of like these of this finger pointing. So it's like, okay, they have really suspicious numbers. Like Ivanov is like 21, 2200 player who's playing like 2600 performance level just like all the time. Like that was, yeah, incredibly suspicious. Rousis is a GM, but he was like overperforming for several years, like never having a bad game, like never losing a game, like also ultimately very suspicious. But it was only after that that people were like, hey, like we have to look into these guys more. Whereas with Hans, it's like totally backwards. It's just like Magnus like points the finger and now everyone starts scouring for like evidence that, so yeah. But I think it's fair to say that the other top GMs were all whispering about Neiman before Carlson did right. anything. That's fair. There were reasons, there were reasons for the whispering. Um, and I don't know as well if they knew anything about him cheating online. I think that was part of the suspicion. And let me just say, uh, I don't think if I, I let, let's imagine, okay, let's hypothetical that Neiman cheated. Would that mean his career is over? I don't actually think so. I think one of the things about cheating is, and we're going to have to come to a consensus on this as a community. It's like, well, what is then the punishment? And I think, let's say he comes clean and, and just says, yeah, I did it. Okay, let's imagine. Would his career be over? I don't think so. You take a ban, you know? You study chess on your own for a while. There's, I'm sure he's got plenty, of, you know, no, he's, he doesn't have a family to support. It's easy. He's a young kid. Oh man, life is great. <laughs> it's great. And then he comes back and he can play. Fine, fine. It's not over. I think that's one of the fundamental things is Sebastian Feller cheated. He's playing again. You know, so you can come back and play. All the cheaters, you know, many of the notable cheaters are playing again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too, actually, just on the subject of coming clean, I think one very necessary step for Hans at this point is um, chess.com in their letter to Hans suggests strongly, <laughs> strongly that he has cheated more online than what he's admitted to. Yeah, I mean, not suggest, they, that's what they flat out said. That's what they're saying. So for me, Hans then has to uh, release chess.com to uh, talk about it because chess.com, we are, we're going to talk about this too, but chess.com has this policy. It's a little bit weird if we can uh, debate about it, but its policy is that with everybody, when they catch someone cheating, they're going to tell them privately and say, hey, buddy, can you apologize? And then we'll give you another chance. Yeah. Okay. And so it's only in rare circumstances like the Delugi case, which I'm sure we're going to talk about, where you get a, a glimpse of behind the scenes of, oh, this is what chess.com is doing and where chess.com, you know, you, you realize they're giving these people all these chances. And so for me, for Matt, for, for Hans, buddy, Hans, you got to let it, if you, if, you, if you want, at this point, buddy, you're going to have to let chess.com talk about it. And that's what actually Magnus in his cryptic tweet is also basically implying that he has to release, it's weird and legalistic, but I think from Magnus's point of view, he doesn't want to go down the rabbit hole either 
because he doesn't want to get into some crazy lawsuit. But if Hans lets him talk about it, well, then there's going to be an analysis of all the stats in the over the board uh, games. And then additionally, with chess.com, they would use their engine, you know, they would able be able to talk about their engine detection, which honestly is another subject I'm also interested in, because I like uh, the I thought the Yosha thing, even though it was uh, maybe amateurish from a guy like Smurden's perspective, it was very impressive. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I want to see what the professional version is. You know, let's talk about it, because as a community, we need to understand how powerful if how powerful are, are these algorithms. You know, it's very yeah, it's fascinating to me, even just intellectually, <laughs> that you could differentiate a human from a machine and have high level of certainty as chess.com does. Let me. Let me say something about that, Jesse, that came up earlier um, also. Like in between somebody who's sort of like doing it for the first time as a complete amateur mm -hmm. and, you know, chess.com or Lee Chess or, you know, some well-established protocol that's had a lot of effort invested in it. There are amateurs out there who are not limited by you know, being part of any organization who have a lot of experience with this stuff. There, mm -hmm. there are plenty of people out there who can, um, you know, who've been investigating these cheat detection methods for over 10 years and have plenty of expertise despite being amateurs. So it's mm -hmm. possible to find really high quality opinions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. without necessarily going into chess.com's black box. Um, right. But yeah, I think though, moving forward, it. A lot of people seem to agree that chess.com has the best uh, cheating detection out there. Um, and now it definitely feels like the tide is turning to where, um, you know, people want online cheaters to be affected in their OTB careers. Um, which I imagine I think, there's a mix of opinions on that, but I, I would fall into that group. No, there's a mix, but, but I think with this case, it's like a lot of people have suddenly made the connection that like yeah cheating online is not okay <laughs> and right. and like and it should affect because a few years ago i really feel like the the feeling was just like you have the otb chess world which is sacred you don't you don't touch it online you like also shouldn't cheat but if you get banned from chess.com whatever you can play on lee chess like that was always just like that's what because we have like hundreds of title players banned right from online chess right we don't have these same numbers in, in over the board chess um so it's always kind of for whatever reason the boundaries uh were considered far less you can say it's easier i think it's also just kind of like less important mm -hmm. but maybe that's changing now which i i think i'm totally on board with like especially if we want to have like high level online events and we want to have like lots of prizes in these events and we want to give players like tons of opportunities to play from wherever without having to travel. Um, I mean, it's like such a natural way for chess to grow is to just have like huge online events. But mm -hmm. yeah, without having like a fix for the cheating issue, it's just like, just seems impossible. But one of the fixes is to make the punishments much more severe. Because now I think if the punishment for cheating in any kind of official online event means like, you get banned OTB or maybe you lose your OTB title, then I think we start seeing a lot less players doing it. Mm -hmm. So I'm totally okay with, with this uh, with this change. But okay, a lot of fans are like, no, everyone that's been caught in the past, 
when it like wasn't such a big deal, they now need to be banned forever. <laughs> it's like I think that's too strong. It, well, I mean, a lot of people think it was a big deal all along, right? Well, you know, one thing yeah. that's really interesting for me is, but it was several years ago here, one of our first. Well, yeah, it was one of the first videos I did actually here for the dojo was uh, I did this thing called this proposal, anti-cheating proposal. And for us as a reform, and it's interesting now, a couple of years on to think back on it. My my idea then was that chess.com needed to give all the cheaters an amnesty. And and then from that point on, cheat it, treat it as a serious you know, you're, you're just done. Your whole career is done once you've cheated. They can't do that now because the list of title players is too high and they've kind of created a culture where it's possible to cheat. Chess.com has done this with their, with the way they've dealt with the cheating. And by the way, let me just get into it a little bit. The Delugi thing was amazing because so, so what happened? Vice got these emails, presumably from chess.com. Vice got these emails where, uh, Danny Wrench, somebody me and uh, David know very well, right? Danny Wrench is writing these very well-worded, very well-worded emails and gentle emails to Lugie saying, hey, buddy, caught you cheating here. Uh, it'd be cool if you could come clean. <laughs> you know? And I'm doing that in the kind of a soft way. So it was very well-written. Um, and just again and again, just trying to help the guy out, trying to be gentle with him, not being mean at all. And, you know, this whole saga goes on. And what, what's interesting, though, is while Danny has this soft voice, he's basically saying, though, the algorithm doesn't lie. And it caught him so, you know, concretely and so precisely. That was the thing, you know, that really like it's like, oh, man, this is really interesting. So um, what am I trying to say? From when I made my anti-cheating proposal to now, what I've gone come to respect now that I have this behind-the-scenes look is the chess.com anti-cheating machine, if you will, was far more developed from a legalistic and algorithm base than I had, could possibly have imagined. Now, mm. when I talked to Danny in 2019, I, uh, you know, that was when he offered <laughs> for me to see the list, dude. And I was like, no, I don't want to sign some NDA to see the list, man. Because he just told me there was a bunch of people on there I would know. And I was like, I don't want to know that, you know, I don't want to know that. Anyways, so where it's grown from there is like, I'm, I've gone to at least <clears throat> have some incredible respect for, you know, what they've built there and why they had to build it. But I still think that what they've done is they've created a culture where it's just far more okay to cheat. I disagree so strongly with that. I'm sorry. Now, let me just ask David. So you, you agree, disagree that it's, I think, I know that morally you disagree that it's different OTB versus online, but don't you think that chess.com is partly culpable for making that difference? No, I think chess.com has tried to be really, really clear to cheaters that cheating is not tolerated or okay. But wait, if you give people a second and a third chance, how could that be considered? Our whole society believes in second chances. I mean, like in most cases, you could kill somebody and still get a second chance after some number of years behind bars. But they don't get any number of years. They just have to say they did it and then they move on. Yeah, but killing somebody is worse. Like <laughs> my point is, in general, uh, most people believe in a second chance for most other people. Mm -hmm. So what Chess.com has done is said, Here's your second chance. 
they're saying, look, what you're doing is completely wrong. We can just ban you. We can do whatever we want, but we're willing to give you a second chance. Mm-hmm. If you cheat again, it's over. Right. And that's, that's reasonable. Wait, but contrast. there's that. nothing in that that says it's okay. But contrast that to what it would, the scene would look like if you caught somebody cheating over the board, not only, not only would they be banned, but the guy better watch out in the alley that night because somebody's going to jump him. I mean, this is much. So you're saying that that the Danny and Chess.com have created a cheating tolerant yeah. culture by not going and jumping people in the alley afterwards? Well, at the very minimum, doing something, some kind of punishment. Well, they can't play in the uh, prize tournaments afterwards, right? That's. No, you can do it after the after you. I think it's after the second or third time you can't do the prize. Dlugi was still got an account after all that. He just couldn't play in the uh, in 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 the money events. Okay. Well, I would say that overall, by making a huge investment in detecting cheating and banning people and spending the time and energy to talk people through it in hopes that you can change them, I think Chess.com has worked really hard to stop cheating. If they didn't want to stop cheating, they wouldn't invest all that money and effort into into it, right? Like it's just a pure loss for them as a as a company. It's like a just an absolute waste. Every minute you have to spend dealing with cheaters is a waste, a loss, just an agony. I mean, honestly, when you work at chess.com, you it's hard not to hate cheaters, mm-hmm. right? Cuz it's like they're just coming into your house and yeah. taking like a poop on your on your on your you know on your sofa or or your carpet it, like it really really sucks and so all the time and effort that they've spent on it is i mean you you may suggest to do some you could have some suggestions for how to do something slightly differently but overall it's like clear that they're against cheating and they've made a huge investment and effort to try to fight it um i guess yeah, i want to argue that i would say they have done i think first of all I mean, I'm very impressed with the behind the scenes stuff that Danny's doing. And I understand it from a business perspective. They're trying to tame the animal, but they're not trying to kill the animal, right? By taming it, you just want to make people feel like not every game is being cheated on you. And that's why when people, you know, you play Blitz online, you play Blitz online, chess.com, especially anything over 2,400, you'll often get like some email being like, oh, you got seven points today, buddy. The guy cheated on you. You get that all the time. So you get the player gets that kind of reassurance but there's no punishment no significant punishment for the player who is cheating whereas yeah like i said over the board oh my gosh oh my gosh well, I mean, what punishment feller? is just.com supposed to do well look what happened to rousey's and feller they got banned publicly shamed i mean it's a my as a the, the difference is extreme between Whoa. the two yeah, I mean, chess.com bans them, but they can't, chess.com can't ban people from FIDE tournaments. That's not within like the scope of what they can do. They could ban them and publicly name them. That would be the extreme thing that they could do. Okay. Yeah, if I could jump in, I feel like part of the issue here, because I I definitely um, agree with, with both of you guys on this. Like, I mean, first of all, like, like David is saying, 100% chess.com just like hates cheaters. Like, I can't. I can't imagine like these sites, chess.com, Lee Chess, like not just completely despising cheaters. Like it just like totally ruins their site. It ruins the experience. They probably get complaints every day from their actual members that like they had to play against a cheater. Every they didn't like that. second. Yeah, every I'm sure. Second at this point. 
right? Yeah. I mean, in the dojo, we've had, like, a few cheaters, and right. it, like, it ruins the whole day every time. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It really... It's, so it's like, I have no doubt in my mind that they hate cheaters. There are, to me, questions about, like, their policy. So one of, one of the things, it's like this thing where they force you to admit to cheating if you're going to get a second chance. Mm-hmm. So I want to say, like, I don't know exactly how... Obviously, I don't know how their whole cheating system works. I'm sure they have, like, reasons for everything that they do. I'm just saying from the outside perspective, here's what doesn't fully make sense to me. It's like if someone gets flagged by their algorithm and they're, they get closed... They get a second chance as long as they admit to it. But if they don't admit to it, then... They don't get a second chance. They don't get a it's second chance. It's one chance and they're banned. Right. But to me, it's like that's that's a big problem for like that very small percentage of people that are innocent. Because it's like they're just faced with this impossible situation. You either admit to a crime that you didn't do or you're banned for life. And I'm pretty sure like you can't do that in like police interrogations. <laughs> it's like you either like... Uh, or maybe they do, but I feel like it's not very ethical. Like you either admit to this thing that we know, not we know, but you either admit to this thing or we're just going to like assume that you're even more guilty than you are. And uh, so that to me is definitely questionable because it just puts, let's say, innocent people in a very, very difficult position. And then I can totally see someone admitting to it just to get a second account, but now their name is on that list forever. And if that list like were to come out, now it's like, well, now they're getting banned for life for admitting to something that they didn't actually do just so that they could keep playing on the site. So I don't know. I do have faith in the cheating detection system. I don't think they're getting a lot of false positives, but I do feel that like any false positive, I mean, is just an absolute uh, tragedy. So that definitely should be at least taken into account. So that's what I don't like about that aspect of their their whole thing. Um. And then the other thing, it's like from their perspective, you know, it does like I can see that they do want grandmasters and really strong players to play on their site. So if they like catch like a 2700 or something who starts using an engine, it's like I could see them wanting to like try to work it out and not just wanting to um, to just kick them off. Right. Because they're cheating. But wanting to be like, okay, this is not good. You can't do this. Please don't ever do this again. But like, we would like you to keep playing because you're a big name. But like, please do not do. It. So I can just kind of see that like, there's a kind of a conflict of interest there for the site, um, which is fueled, in my opinion, because people don't really know how the cheating stuff works. They don't know who's been flagged for cheating. So it's like when you're not public with all that information, then people generally start to assume that you have kind of nefarious motives. That, like, you're hiding something because, like, you're doing something that's not right. Which I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm just saying, like, it's natural that people are kind of drawn to this feeling based on... There's a, there's a really obvious reason for them to hide things, right? Which is that they're in an arms race with the cheaters. It's going to be the same thing for OTB cheat detection, right? Um, you're in an arms race with the cheaters, so why would you tell them, like, everything you're doing? Well, no, I was saying more in terms of, like releasing the list uh, uh releasing people that they've caught cheating okay releasing people they've caught cheating yeah which jesse and people in the chat are saying the same thing as jesse right um which is that like the extra step would be naming people and you know they should do that if they're really against them and i think we can all have different opinions on that but let's just say chess.com has made a calculation about how many how much trouble it would be 
to deal with those people, right? And all the lawsuits that they would bring. And I can tell you that dishonest people are also have a high correlation with litigious people. So, I mean, you need look no further than our previous president, right? To see that like people who lie and cheat are absolutely like raring to go to sue you for libel if you ever mentioned the truth about them, you know? Um, so I, I think, I think just, I, I mean, look, I used to work on this and I saw how many people were threatening to sue, right? So you may or may not agree with the decision that they've taken, but you have to understand that it's based on a calculation of how much trouble it's going to be to deal with these people who are already troubled to deal with, right? And that there are, that, you know, they've decided that that's not a battle that they would like to undertake again and again and again. Well, right, dude. And that's, I'm just saying, like, from a business point of view, I get it. But that's why we have two different cultures. And that's why two different cultures, OTB versus online. And that's why I'm saying that there's a moral difference now that's been created by chess.com having this policy. Now, I'm not accusing them of being, you know, terrible people or something. It's just like, oh, this is an evident thing. And you see it in the discussion boards, too. People are like, oh, Hans cheated online. It's not, not such a big thing. That's why there's a difference. There's a moral difference now because the slap on the wrist that wasn't even really much of a it's, slap happened with so many people online. It's not a slap on the wrist. Like they ban you once, then you have to admit it. Then after you've admitted it, you're never cheating. So, okay, those people, like if somebody has cheated once and been caught, talk to chess.com, confess, and now they're not cheating, like how much more of a punishment do they need? And those people by definition, are not re-cheating, so it was sufficient, right? Wait, wait, wait. The only problem would be repeat Loogie cheaters. did it multiple times, dog. Multi I mean, it's insane how much Loogie did. It's insane how many. It wasn't just one. He got multiple chances. Multiple chances. You I know? mean, two, right? No, then he created another account, and then he did it again, dog. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. He got two extra chances, right? He may have cheated multiple times on the account before getting banned again, but. Yeah, he's had, um, he was... I believe he's had two accounts that were closed. And right. he currently has a third account that is live, but I don't know right. if he's allowed to play money. But he got one extra chance compared to other people. And, <laughs> but I mean, look at the guy. The guy was like, the guy's like saying that he wants to sue Magnus for saying his name, you know? Like, like these people are really bad news. <laughs> um, And. You know, I mean, somebody in chat said it would definitely be financial ruin for chess.com. I don't know if it would be or not. I don't think chess.com knows if it would be or not until they actually, you know, until they actually would take that step. But it's certainly, you know, a risky and unpleasant step. Well, that that's very, I mean, I feel like that's very rational. And I'm with you in that. I think, I don't think it would be right to release like this big list, especially because, again, these people did it at a time when it's like more accepted. Um, because I mean, even right now, like if I hear of some GM like cheating in title Tuesday, and then I hear of that same GM cheating in like the FIDE grand Swiss, right. it's like, to me, the grand Swiss is a much bigger deal. I'm like, oh yeah. my God, like he could have ruined the sport with that one. Whereas like, yeah, okay, yeah, cheating yeah. some title Tuesday, like, all right, he had a bad night. Like, <laughs> it's just like my, my personal bias yeah. towards it. I mm -hmm. guess the point I want to make is that I think a lot of people want to shift to where online cheating is taken as seriously as OTB cheating, which I think right. is a good shift. Yes. Um, but then it's very hard to do that if chess.com is making these is like fully deciding who's a cheater and who's not. And then that's 
it's not disclosed like how that works exactly, right? So it can't be fully like peer reviewed. And it's also not clear like who's, because then they would have to start releasing names that are banned, right? If someone cheats online and now they're prevented, let's say chess.com is working with FIDE and now this player is banned from FIDE events, well, at some point they're going to have to publish that name, right? So it's going to change how things work. Yeah, and I do want to say, I think this is developing in the following way, is that it was very, I mean, we still don't know the full story behind Vice getting the emails from Danny. It seems like chess.com itself released them. Now, if that's the case, then what it shows is like, oh, first of all, we can come after you, especially if you say something about us somewhere, and then you, you want to make a deal out of it, then let's go. Let's fight. And obviously, I think that's that one was the complete end. I mean, talk about being publicly shamed. And Delugi's in a, you know, you talk about people talking about Neiman being ruined. I mean, Delugi has like a successful business teaching in New York City, making a gazillion dollars an hour. That's a big deal. That's a big hit. Yeah, yeah. He should be ruined. What a piece of trash that human is. And then further, there's some really bizarre stuff that, of course, Gotta say, Neiman and Lugi are connected. There's uh, speculation that isn't unreasonable that Neiman was like in the room when Lugi was doing this. <laughs> there's no, there's that, and that's coming out actually in that. You mean email. the fictional room that he invented to explain how he only cheated accidentally because somebody else cheated and he uh, heard them if cheat? You read the, if you read the thing, there's uh, there's a reference to a student of his. Right, but he made that up. Uh, well, no, I just want to say, I don't, I don't want to go too deep on it because it's speculation, but what I, because this is the thing I'm ultimately interested in it is like, it's definitely signals a shift for chess.com to publish this thing. And what it uh, implies, okay, is that they are ready to do the same thing for Neiman. Now, obviously I think they would like Neiman to say, as I think Neiman should be like, okay, chess.com, uh, you know, you can go ahead and re- release whatever you have on me and I won't sue you or something like that. But chess.com might do it anyway, right? They might do it anyway. And um, that would be, I think, a good and necessary thing. And then, of course, it's a complete departure from at least the standard rules of play that chess.com has created in its culture of, I think, culture of cheating is okay, right? Online. Um, and I think that would be a good thing, man. And I think that's like, and then also to just, they don't have to totally disclose their algorithm, but just give us a layman's understanding of the way it works, man. You know, that's kind of what we need. Yeah, yeah, it's um really tough situation. I'm, I'm with you. Like, it's interesting to know why exactly the emails were um, were leaked. So yeah, on that um, Lugi story, I mean... I don't think, yeah, we know for sure exactly what happened, but right, his story definitely sounds, it sounds made up. It sounds like a, a dog ate my homework kind of thing, um, yeah. where it's like plausible, but like, it, it doesn't sound believable. <laughs> I don't know what happened, obviously, but. It's about as plausible as an excuse a six-year-old <laughs> would make up. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, so, and then of course it like, it happened. No, but then the funny thing to me was that it happened the second time. Then the second time, there wasn't even a story. It was like, yes, I apologize. I used some assistance. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> but 
but like not specific about the kind of assistance or whatever but like okay do you two realize that he was on chess.com's payroll as well well like like, chess.com was the chess.com was like giving him work like paying him for videos and other things at the time that he was doing that like yeah and so now like he has a third account still so that's why jesse is saying that it's like it's this culture of not that cheating is okay i think that's going too far but that it's like um yeah cheating is not the worst thing um or it's not gonna like totally end you yeah um but i think people are kind of shifting in that they want that to be the case specifically because cheating is so damaging it's like so much more damaging than someone just like juicing because it's like you still have to be an athlete <laughs> to win the tour de france or whatever <laughs> like you still have to be like really good whereas this thing it's like um although okay that's maybe a separate point but that is the, the big big danger of this stuff it's that like it's like easy to catch an amateur who's cheating because they're not strong enough to understand how to cheat smartly but yeah the title player the really strong gms with no no moral code like, yeah they're the real danger um so yeah, it remains um super tough situation. I also found it kind of interesting that you have like um Eric, the the CEO of chess.com like posting comments on Reddit every once in a while and being like, "By the way, we're going to release a lot more." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so, yeah, patiently awaiting those developments. Um Yeah, I guess we should finish this up, guys. I mean, uh, I'm curious what your thoughts are uh, on on what's going to happen moving forward. Like, Hans is playing the U.S. Championship. Um, There have been other top players at this point, like Caruana, Nepo, like, that have also been, like, I think more than implicit in terms of stating their suspicion of Hans. Right. Um, So how do you guys kind of see this playing out? Or, like, what what should happen moving forward? Like, Fide said that they're going to make this, like, anti- cheating panel i mean they already have like an anti-cheating they've already had like anti-cheating people i remember them announcing it like years ago but okay now now they're gonna get on get on it for real um but yeah what do you guys think should happen next um i think i still think chess.com needs to do an amnesty for all the past players and i know people hate that thought but the reason is if they do an amnesty then they can start anew and take a harder line now we can talk about what the punishment should be with fide as well we can talk You've about only suggested one which is that they like name them publicly but name i don't think they want to do that for so... x amount of well and ban for x amount of years and i think that's what the course that fide has taken and i kind of feel that that's appropriate i think we don't kill a person <laughs> we might want to if they've cheated but they have to be banned for a certain amount of years and they have to be publicly named Banned okay. from chess.com or FIDE? I think they, you know, obviously chess.com can only ban people from itself, right? Yeah. Its own server. But FIDE, of course, and other people can be like, no, well, this guy's not going to play. And one of the interesting things about Magnus and the top players is they can say, we're not playing with this guy in the tournament. And that's another effective way for, for somebody who's cheated, like the, for the players to decide. Uh, that somebody hasn't cheated, that, 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 that somebody's done, right? That's yeah. the way for the players decide. And we can well imagine that if somebody joins hands with Magnus in a decision like that, now that might be unfair. 
I think it kind of is unfair, but that would be like if the players really felt that was that was last resort. There was no other way because the either chess.com or FIDE wasn't willing to take action, right? And essentially that's what Magnus did. Right. He's the one that started this thing, man, for rightly or for wrongly. I definitely think the optics were terrible the way he did it, but he started this thing in motion. And ultimately, like the motion itself might be a good thing. Anyways, let me just say, I think Hans has to Hans has to release chess.com and uh, and and Magnus to, to talk about what to say doing. whatever they want. Yeah. yeah, I think that has to happen. I because the amateur analysis was already too suspicious that you got to do something. And then chess.com saying that they have info on it, that he basically, right. There's this interview out there. Han says, I've only cheated twice. I was a kid. It was a very plausible interview. It was very uh, honestly heart touching. Right. But if he lied in that interview and there's been more, well, that's a problem. <laughs> you know, that really is a problem. Yeah. So he's got to come clean. And then we as a culture need to figure out what the penalties are. Right. Like I'm not clear in the Sebastian Feller case, the Rousey's case, like it seems like we're kind of saying something like two to five years or something like that. But it needs to be clear about what the penalties are. Right. And chess.com, too. It's 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 got to be a clearer penalty. I mean, the only option you're giving chess.com is to name everybody publicly. And I think they may just be unwilling to do that. I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad idea, but it's the only option Again, you're giving them and I don't think that they're going to go for it. So. But again, I think in order to do that, they have to give an amnesty to everybody who's done it already. OK, and the reason it has to be an amnesty is precisely because there's a culture of it's OK. Right. Also, it doesn't have to be like they name everyone that cheats on the site. It could just be that. And just he's saying moving forward, he's not saying name right. everyone that's been caught cheating. Right. But um, I could see a system where it's like. If you get caught during like a title Tuesday or any kind of prize money event as like a professional. So not like if you just like a, like a random person get you cheat on chess.com like that could still be like private or whatever. But because they don't want to deal with a bunch of lawsuits. And I totally get that. But yeah, if it's like a professional that cheats in like the GCC or something or like a title Tuesday, mm -hmm. um, then yeah, it would make sense to kind of out them. I mean, if they're a professional of the sport they're they should already know that cheating is wrong <laughs> they should already like that should already be done it's in the name it's called cheating i don't think you need to be a professional to understand <laughs> no but i'm i'm saying it, it's worse if like if you're cheating as a professional in like money games compared to like you learn how to play chess two weeks ago and now you're like using an engine in your like online games like the professional is just way more damaging and way worse in my view um, and to me, it makes sense, like, especially someone like Dulugi, for example, who's like built his name on chess. He's like working for chess.com. It's just like got a career out of chess for him to now cheat the game. Like, that's just terrible. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's like, so, uh, I think it does make sense for them to at least name, uh, name the professionals publicly. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's one option. I still think like one of the most interesting questions is like what the players are supposed to do given the current situation, right? So like putting ourselves in Magnus's shoes and saying, what would we do if we played this game with uh, Hans and we thought he cheated, right? Or what would you do if you were Nepo or Karwan and you didn't really want to play against Hans, right? Or like, 
Or Jesse, let's say that even if we don't know if Hans cheated in Sinkfield, let's say that Chess.com has reason to have rebanned his account, right? Let's say he cheated online for a, you know, sixth time or something, you know, two weeks ago while preparing for the Sinkfield Cup or something, uh, you know? Sorry, he wasn't preparing for it because he was a last minute entry, right? But let's say, like, he plays his game cleanly at the Sinkfield Cup, goes up to his hotel room and cheats, and Chess.com closes his account. And then he comes and makes an interview the next day and says, like, I haven't cheated since I was 16, right? right? And now you're playing in the U.S. championship against him next week, right? right? And you're like, this dude was cheating online two weeks ago and then lying about it in an interview the next day. Right. Like, do you want to play chess with this person? Like, what, you know, and this is you too, Kostya. Like, like as a player, if you put yourselves in the shoes of someone in the sink field or the U.S. championships, like, what do you do about this guy? Right. And honestly, U.S., I, I, I was surprised they let, I mean, I feel like they let him play because they're like, it hasn't been proven that he's guilty, but they could at least be like, dude, hands, you gotta, you gotta let chess.com show us the evidence or something like that, buddy, you know, and the right. other players too, they could say something like that. They'd be like, well, we're not playing until you, you know, Hans comes clean because at the moment, and, and it's really the ball at this point, it's kind of, it, it's both players courts, but what chess, what the best option would be is just Hans lets chess.com talk, you know, that would be the best option. Chess.com might talk anyway, right? But that would be the best option going forward. And I don't know about St. Louis letting him play. I thought that was a controversial decision. Yeah. I mean, it's risky if you know somebody's cheating online. Like for St. Louis to sub him in for the sink field was a risky choice, you could say, from the organizer's perspective, right? Because... Oh, yeah. Depending on how much they know about what's going on, you know, like, uh, you know, let's say let's say they, they decide to invite him and then maybe in private Magnus, Fabi and Nepo say, hey, could you pick a different wild card replacement? Yeah. You know, because we don't want to play with this guy. I mean, it it's an interesting situation for them. I mean, apparently that that it, I think that might have been close to what happened because Caruana was saying and Magnus said that he considered withdrawing before um the tournament i don't know if he communicated that to the right. the, the club he may well hadn't um but nepo also said that he like expressed um concerns and he suggested that the club should have really strict anti-cheating um once he found out that that hans was playing um so i don't know exactly how much they knew but um uh yeah, my guess is that they did not believe Hans is like a serious risk of cheating when they invited him. Because yeah, why would they? <laughs> like, I don't yeah. think they necessarily knew about the chess.com stuff either. I don't know. I don't know if they necessarily knew about the chess.com stuff. Yeah, yeah. But they certainly know about it for the the U.S. Championship. Right. Um, and and yeah, the other thing I just want to bring up, it's like, um, you know, after the increased security checks at the Sinkfield Cup, like they started using these like RFID scanners and they used like the 15 minute delay. Like Han still drew several games against top players, like some as black. It's like people are like, oh, he didn't like win a game after like the increased checks. Like he's still drawing against like 27 fifties, right? With these like increased measures. And that's not, and like while under heavy duress, like all this like stress and personally, I wouldn't be able to play at all if I was going through what he was going through. I feel like I would yeah. just be completely out of focus. If so you that, were innocent, if you were a cheater, it wouldn't affect you. 
too no, much. It would affect me if I was a cheater too, I think. <laughs> but if you were innocent, it's when it would really hurt you. No, no, no. It's it's innocent people who like it really hurts their heart to be like accused of something falsely. If you're like a cheater, you're going around cheating tournament after tournament, and then at some tournament you get accused, you know you were gonna get accused at some point. You had your defense ready, you were prepared to like, you know, fight your way through it. I don't think so. I mean, I'm not speaking as a cheater, but like I think I would be very stressed out either way if I'm getting <laughs> accused of, of cheating. I mean, yeah. if you've chosen that path, you know that like at some point arguing about it as part of that path. I think like in the other case, you're surprised, you're shocked, you're hurt, you know. Yeah. Um, you're like, how could people be saying this about me? Like you'd be worried more about protecting your integrity than about like fighting your way through the rest of the tournament. Um, I don't know. Actually, I have like kind of fantasized a bit like, oh, what would happen if I had a good tournament and like I beat some strong player and all of a sudden people start accusing me of cheating. First of all, I just want to say it's like a very funny fantasy. I, like a lot of players have this and I often see them say stuff like, like, oh, well now, like I'm not even sure if I want to get better because if I play a good game, like people are just going to accuse me of cheating. And it's like, relax, you're not going to play <laughs> perfect game. You're not just going to start playing perfectly. Um, but uh, no, I think um, if that happened to me, I would just like, um, I would just be like very like distracted and just like distressed by the whole situation. Um, and I don't like, I don't know how I would even go about trying to like clear, like I would know that I'm innocent. For me, I would just be like, everyone can go screw themselves. Like if they're accusing me, cause like I know I haven't done anything wrong. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I think it'd be a very weird situation to be in. Um, either way but with the increased checks i don't think his level like went down uh as much as you would expect that's also i think the other like huge question that's remaining is just like how much exactly has hans cheated like we know he's cheated online we can presume that he's cheated more than he admitted to um but now there's people saying like oh he cheated otb he cheated at the sinkfield cup there's people i seem to think he's just like cheating every single game he plays which means he must not have any sort of chess level like he must be like a 2480 level player then if he's just like cheating in all his games which to me just seems uh unlikely but um yeah, yeah anyway that's another big question i think that's still remaining because people really want to just like convict him but it's like of what exactly like, <laughs> like when, when exactly uh was he supposed to have cheated yeah it's interesting to me because it seems like all these top players have kept quiet about this topic forever, right? And that's always been sort of the, I think you guys can correct me if you disagree, but I think like the understood proper behavior has been not to accuse people um, of cheating um, without proof, basically, or something approaching certainty, right? So it seems like, so I think I underestimated and the, the talk this past week or so has been a wake up for me because I think I underestimated how much top players might be worrying about cheating and and how much there might actually be OTB cheating, right? And now finally some of them are making comments about it, right? Like when you see Fabiano say that, oh, in some past tournament, he was absolutely certain that a player had cheated. Like I'd never heard that from him before. You know, I just I just wasn't aware of it. So um I mean I do like the idea of not accusing people but maybe if there would have been some general way for people to talk about the problem before that would have been helpful for dealing with it more seriously right like if with no identifying information fabiano had 
Previous at some point re- released this fact that you know he's certain somebody cheated against him. If if players talked about it, sometimes it seems like they've almost kept the code of silence too well, where it's allowed us to not realize that there was a growing problem. Well, yeah, I mean we're we're talking about like what we would do if we were a top player in this situation. I definitely been thinking about that, and yeah, for me it's like if if I lose round three to Hans Niemann and I I'm the best player in the world and I think he cheated, like I don't know. I think my first instinct. Or just in general, if I think this a player is suspicious, my first instinct would be to keep it under wraps. It would not be to just like float my suspicions around and like let them start being a lot more careful on how they cheat or anything like that. So to me, it's like very reasonable that these top players have been keeping it uh, quite uh, quite shut until this whole thing with Magnus started, and now they feel like okay, well now the discussion is happening. Maybe we should start. I think it makes sense that like now they're like okay, maybe we should have some input and i i think it's totally valid you know like i uh, like regan is this like big expert but if like a top player disagrees with his analysis or thinks like he's not good enough or not like his threshold is is too high or whatever like i think that's perfectly like valid discussion i definitely think that like top players can help a lot with cheating uh detection whereas right now it feels um right now it definitely feels separated that's what peter peter heine was saying that like you have top players that have their suspicions, but they're not statisticians. And you have like the statisticians that are extremely careful and don't want to make any kind of accusation without just like extreme, extreme statistical proof. Um, but right. they're not exactly, they don't have the the chess knowledge, like the top level chess experience when like a player, uh, you know, isn't, isn't acting properly, isn't spending enough time on like critical decisions. Like they don't really have that kind of insider info. So it would be nice to see um, more of a emerge there. Yeah. Um, By the way, I think that may be one of the reasons that chess.com's detection might be strong is I think at some point they have had top players talk with, you know, like within their company, they have brought together conversations between top players and um, sort of more statistical yeah. style cheat. And apparently they, they asked Hikaru to create an anonymous account and try to cheat his way up to a high rating to see if they could catch him. To see, like, okay, if a really strong GM tries to smart cheat, can we catch yeah. him? Hikaru said he didn't take them up on it, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they asked someone else to do it, <laughs> just to yeah. see, like, if and then they maybe that helped them their cheating detection, right? Like to mm-hmm. see how um, how a strong player, you know, with permission, would try to uh, beat the system. Um, yeah. But I just want to say, like, yeah, these these guys have talked about a little bit. Like I remember Dubov, he's been saying that he believed there was cheating in the Champions Chess Tour which is just a very, very high-level event. And I'm guessing he's, like, not the only one that uh, that thinks that. And, yeah, I can imagine if you're a top player, you're probably thinking about this all the time, especially if you think, like, a fellow, like, 2,700 is cheating. Like, that's huge. Like, that would, I think that would be a huge, uh, huge concern. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we're, we're over. Yeah. So we'll end it there. Uh, thanks, folks, for, for tuning in. Definitely not the end of the story, but... Uh, there you have our, our thoughts.